0: All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, he makes the magic happen for Basketball Insiders. He is Eric Pincus with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Eric. How are you? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me. All right, Kevin Durant comes back. Of course, that's the big storyline tonight. How much of a difference is it going to make?
1: Uh, I, I predicted the Raptors in five uh, before the series. I predicted that Kevin Durant would not play until the fifth game. And so far my prediction is looking pretty good and so while yeah it will change of course uh because you've got KD out there i just don't think he's going to have the legs to do what he needs to do uh i think it's going to take away in some ways uh not not in a negative way but uh go the way that curry plays the way that clay plays the way the ball moves uh when KD's on the floor the ball stops with him and it's okay because he's KD and he can do amazing amazing things and he's arguably one of the best players in the league and an amazing mid-range shooter. But if he's not himself and the ball goes to him, I think they could be in trouble.
2: Hey, Eric, uh, Tim LaCombe here. The, uh, the, the motto for this uh, this run with the Warriors has been strength in numbers, and, and we've been talking about the fact that it's anything but that. Uh, their, their, their strength in numbers has been kind of uh, minimal to say the least. Um, the your thoughts on the last game and just how worn out the warriors looked uh, i think it was you know i've had a bunch of people talk to me about it but the uh looked as though they uh they were basically at the, the very end of their tank um you think there's you think there's any uh maybe some energy they gained from from kd coming back
1: oh i mean of course In that last game i thought clay came with tremendous energy and if he lost some of it as, as the game went on which is natural when you've been hurt uh, I thought really it was Steph who didn't have the energy. And I don't know if you can blame Steph for that because the game before, it was him against the world and he had to score like, what, almost 50 points and play it up until the end. And I, I just thought it, it that game that they were obviously going to lose and they just poured on so much onto Steph's shoulders, I think he didn't have the legs in that last game. But they've had a decent rest. You bring in KD and it, it'll help some. It'll help all of it. Everything should be better in the sense that you've got a great talent that you're adding, but just the question to me is how good can he be, uh, and is it enough? Because I, I really love what the Raptors are as a defensive team. I love the you said strength in numbers isn't really working for Golden State, but it is working uh, for Toronto because they they really have more depth here, and that's that's funny to say because you think the Warriors they really had great depth through this this stretch, but they just don't have it right now. So, yeah, they'll have more energy. Yeah, they'll make a show of it. Uh, they're on the road. They're going to come out and do everything they can to win this. Uh, they'll probably hit first. Uh, if they're down 10, I think they've got a late run in them. If they're ahead, uh, look out. I, I do think the Raptors are going to come after you to try to close it out. This is also a test uh, of that of who this Raptors team is. I mean, uh, the, the true champion teams, the ones that win, tend to understand that the opportunities to win are rare so if you're at home you've got to get it done you can't say oh we 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 don't have to win today you've got to win today and you've got to choke out your opponent which is you know a rough way of putting it but that's that's their that has to be their mindset that has to be what they execute
0: man eric you had the raptors in five you had kd coming back in game number five we've got to get some lottery numbers out of you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's, what's dropping next, man? Let's let's make our listeners some money. Let's forget oh, the well, I mean, Just go to We Vegas We, start, with talking, us. Uh, <laughs> we start talking NBA drafts and stuff
1: and my predictions for that, but that's another show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, tell us why you felt so strongly about the Raptors coming into this series, and has it played out like you expected? Well,
1: I, uh, I saw the Raptors twice uh, over in L.A. I, I'm operating in L.A., so I saw them against the Lakers and Clippers. And they reminded me a lot of the Pistons uh, that beat the Lakers back in, what, 2004 was it or something like that uh, with uh, Chauncey Phillips and Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace and uh, Tayshaun Prince. And there was something about that team I was like, man, this team just comes at you so aggressively, athletically. They're so deep, and they just have so many good numbers that can just come in, and they just – just run the ball down your throat and they're so athletic and they're so good. And the first game I saw them play, they beat the Lakers badly. I mean, And that was without Kawhi uh, with guys like Serge Ibaka and Pascal Siakam. And I was just so impressed by them. So going into the series, you look at the Warriors and you see they really only have, without KD, two scorers. And everybody else is playing off of them. And Draymond Green, as great as he is, and, and Andre Iguodala, uh, Sean Livingston, these guys are their key role players, but they're not scorers. Uh, so after those top two guys... Uh, where are they going to go? And the, the reality is, is nowhere. I mean, that's in this series they haven't had enough, and they're relying on on Steph to score fifty. That's not enough, for, or those two guys to combine. For it's just not enough points. And I look over at the Raptors, and you've got really good, solid players across the board, and you've got Lowry as, as the setup man who can score. You've got Marcus All, who's been the centerpiece of a team uh, as an All Star, and then. Co- Kawhi Leonard is, is so good right now. I just love the defense. I love Siakam. Just every, I, I just saw more offense coming from the Raptors, and I saw the aggression and the defense being enough to slow down Stephen Clay. You know, my only concern would be their championship experience, other than Kawhi, for the most part, and Danny Green. They didn't really have that, uh, and so that was really the question. So I wasn't sitting here saying, oh, this is a lock. Uh, the Warriors are still the Warriors, and, and that's why tonight uh, there's still some uh, insecurity in my prediction I, I can't change it it's my prediction uh but I'm, i wouldn't change it anyway but uh just knowing that the warriors are so good at, you know, they're, they're they've been battle tested and maybe this is uncharted for them where they are now but uh, this is a very special team so you don't want to just count them out and i do think they're going to put on quite a show tonight
2: Eric, there's a ton of uh, the talk uh right now uh, about the free agency and we're going we're getting ready to go into a really exciting time jake and i were talking about how Exciting this time is, uh, you know, you, you look forward to the opening eye of the NBA, and you look forward to the playoffs. Uh, uh, but you also, you're an NBA guy. You, you, this is this is stu- such intriguing stuff. Um, just touch on uh, on the the latest on Anthony Davis. Um, obviously, there's some qualifications for a quote-unquote framework of a package that he would require, uh, or the the Pelicans re- would require. What what do you see? Uh, since you're, you're hot as a pistol right now, what do you see going on with uh, Anthony Davis?
1: Well, I wonder, why did that story leak out? And that, that's kind of where I look. Uh, who was the one who leaked that? And we, we don't know. We can speculate. Uh, if it was the Pelicans leaking that, then maybe they're trying to draw in other teams. And, and maybe they found that the market wasn't what they thought, which is kind of what my prediction was. And uh, the Lakers really over at the trade deadline with Magic Johnson running the show, offer just everything they had other than lebron james and and really they were bidding against themselves because there were there weren't really any active teams at that point who were really going crazy to get him and the boston celtics at the time couldn't trade for him they still can't until july but uh, i think any deal that's reached around the draft in the next week or so uh will be actually executed in july it'll be agreed to in principle before the draft and then pulled the trigger pulled so the celtics could get involved uh the challenge there is Uh, I don't know if Kyrie Irving's staying, and I don't know if it makes sense for the Celtics to go all-in on Anthony Davis if his agent is saying he doesn't want to be there. It's a lot easier to argue that if Kyrie Irving stays. The problem is they don't know if Kyrie Irving stays until July, uh, and this decision probably gets made in June. And another thing is that the Celtics had a lot of picks going into this draft. They still do, but they're not great picks anymore. They're, They're not top 10, and both the Lakers and the Knicks have the best picks. The Knicks have number three. The Lakers have number four, so those are the primary. If if that's really what the Pelicans are looking for, is draft considerations, uh, those two should be the front runners. I think the Nets have a relationship uh, with Anthony Davis. uh, Well, rather with the Nets uh, because of uh, Trajan Langdon, who was the assistant GM there. He got hired from Brooklyn over to the Pelicans to be their general manager uh, under David Griffin. So he has a strong relationship and it's a relationship business. So if there's a favorite based on relationships, it should be the Nets, but they don't have any draft picks. They've got guys like Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and some other really nice pieces, but I don't know if that's enough to get a deal done. So I I, I like the Lakers here. I think they're the favorite. The Knicks have a shot uh, and then there's always that, that opportunity for a team to come up. I mean, we didn't expect I don't think anyone really expected uh, the, the Pacers to trade Paul George to, or, uh, to uh, Oklahoma City or for the Raptors to get Kawhi Leonard. So those were, those were surprises. So there's always that opportunity for someone to sneak into it. Uh, I can't wait to see how it, how it resolves, and I do think it will re- resolve soon.
0: Uh, Eric Pincus is with us from Basketball Insiders. Uh, you mentioned you're there in L.A. You also uh, cover the Lakers for Bleacher Report. And what uh, have they? do they have a direction going into this offseason? Is, is acquiring Anthony Davis, uh, you know, what they're putting all their eggs into that <laughs> basket? Or, or what exactly are they going to do?
1: Well, the Lakers um, are in a position where they have enough captain to sign a max guy but you never know who's going to come, right? You hope someone comes. Uh, It's harder to, let's say it's easier to make the pitch to get a Kawhi Leonard or a Kyrie Irving or a Kevin Durant if you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your roster, right? That's a little bit different than just LeBron James and uncertainty. So uh, you could say, let's uh, go build a super team. It's very complex to make something like that happen for the team because of the money, Uh, and so they'd probably have to trade most of their roster to make that happen. Uh, Lonzo Ball, probably, Brandon Ingram might be able to keep Kyle Kuzma, but by and large, it would be a very, you would be breaking down all your deaths and, and young players to build up a superstar team. And, and I think that's their goal and their first choice, but it's also one I think they realize is very difficult, probably not likely, but the first decision is most likely, more than not anyway, that the Pelicans decide on Anthony Davis. And if they could get in there, and agree to a deal, and agree to a deal that doesn't happen until July, uh, if they can reach agreements in free agency July 1st, July 2nd, with some of these top free agents, they might be able to get the whole thing done. I wouldn't expect it. I, I don't think it'll happen. But I know that it's something that's it's on the table. It's a possibility. It's something they're trying to achieve. But if you go team by team, they're all trying to achieve all these great things. There's no, no team out there that's trying to fail, right? So we'll have to see how the Lakers do. I don't, they don't have a proven track record. Uh, With their GM, uh, Rob Palenka, he's basically, this is his first time in charge uh, because Magic Johnson was in charge previously, so we'll have to see what he can
2: accomplish. Seems like things are uh, flying along just for, just great with Rob. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> free agency should be no difference I, different, I imagine. Um, well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. <laughs> exactly. Um, so question I have for you, uh, with the way this thing played out with Kawhi, uh, obviously s- traded, um, you know, and the Raptors took a chance to, to have a one-year rental, uh, but couldn't you couldn't have drawn it up any better the way this has gone and um, you know obviously we'll we'll see what happens with Kawhi in the future but. Uh, a place like Salt Lake, um, that in the past has had, you know, I guess, a, an advertised difficult time getting high-level free agents to come here. Um, do you think that the the landscape shifts to where people are a little more open to possibly taking or rolling the dice on a guy uh, with a year left, uh, watching how this has has played out for Kawhi and the Raptors?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, and. It's one of those things where if you can rent a superstar for one year and get a championship, assuming they win, but he leaves, I think a lot of teams would say that they would take that. Uh, if they don't win and he leaves, then I don't think it really moves the needle because it's just and – if, and if they, even if they do win and, and he leaves, it, it's still if – it, if Dennis Lindsay is trying to build for long-term success and build something that can – Uh, It's not just, oh, let's just get one title. He might not be interested in that kind of thing. I think it's very subjective. It depends on the team, the franchise, the situation, uh, and how they want to build what they want to build around. Uh, It can be very uncomfortable to get somebody who's just there for one year. Uh, I think Kawhi's personality, uh, he's not very outspoken, uh, and so maybe that made it easier, but maybe a more outspoken guy might, might make that situation more difficult. So. Uh, Paul George stayed. That was a good example. Uh, but more often than not, uh, one-year guy, one-year rental guys, uh, they don't stick around. And uh, if you look at the history of it, uh, guys who were traded to teams they didn't want to go to, more often than not, don't stick around. Uh, Dwight Howard would be an example of that. And I could probably come up with a handful more. So we'll have to wait and see. This is really an, you know, an exciting time. Uh, this is potentially the last day of the season, and then we get full-on into the off season, And uh, it's going to be a wild summer.
0: Eric, what do you think the Jazz are lacking, and do you think they'll be able to uh, to um, uh, I guess identify those issues this summer?
1: Well, uh, obviously you've got a nice player uh, in Donovan Mitchell as, as potentially your star point guard. Um, I don't think he's he came in the league as a point guard, more of a, a Dwayne Wade kind of point guard, uh, which is you know amazing. And Dwayne Wade is the, exactly the kind of guy you hope Donovan Mitchell turns out to be, and All signs point to a similar level of character in in their personality and talent. It's just a question of uh, opportunity and putting the right pieces around them. So you've got a great center defensively with Rudy Gobert. I'm not entirely sold that Derek Favors and Gobert can play together uh, as the primary core of that. So you you need to add shooting, of course, and you need to add... uh, I don't think Rubio expects to be back. There was a report that he was told he wasn't expected to be back. So uh, a veteran point guard could do wonders because then you don't have to rely on Donovan Mitchell to do everything, and I think that's, that's important. So you know, you know, there, was a, there were rumors of Mike Conley as a, a trade possibility, I think, at the deadline, and I, I think that'll resume. I think that's a, you know, Conley is, is a really high-character guy uh, and a good veteran. He's expensive, uh, but it, as you said, if, if, the, if the Jazz struggle to sign free agents, then their best opportunity is probably to trade for them. And the Grizzlies have a lot of money invested in a player uh, that they just don't need anymore because they're, they're rebuilding. They're, they're nowhere near contention, and they've also recycled their front office, so they have new people in charge. So they're not beholden to, to trying to eke out whatever with Mike Conley. So that, that to me, is, would be a great fit. Uh, I like Joe Ingles. I, I, I like the team a lot. Uh, I'm leaving out some of the players, but it, it's, they, they've done a really nice job of bringing in quality talent, good people, and uh, they're one of the better teams as far as uh, one of the better franchises in the league. The hard part is overcoming <laughs> the free agent gap, and that's where trades come in.
2: Uh, Eric, um, just jumping into the draft, uh, obviously a foregone conclusion that the first three picks will probably go uh, in the direction of Zion and jean ja Morant and, uh, and R.J. Barrett. What's another guy on the board um, that you think makes a, a immediate impact for a team? Uh, besides those three guys uh
1: well I, I I think if you want to talk immediate impact uh, DeAndre hunter is is a really nice pick uh, for immediate impact uh, because he he's not uh, as young as some of the other players uh He's already shown what he could do in the in the in the biggest of stages at least on the co- collegiate level uh, but he can defend right off the bat, and I think that's what coaches by and large are looking for. Uh, unless you've got like an absolute elite offensive talent Uh, when rookies come in if they can play defense then they can play because you're not at a a disadvantage and if they can play now you can develop them and and you look at the Clippers last year with Shea Gilgis-Alexander and that's a good example of that Shea came in very solid defensively and so he was able to get minutes and able to develop so that by the end of the year came and the playoffs came he wasn't as much of a rookie he was far more experienced than your typical rookie that, that's always a positive. So I, I think that's DeAndre Hunter, somebody like that. Uh, I'm not as much of a, a draft expert. Uh, I look at guys in that next range as Jarrett Culver. Uh, he's someone who's got great upside, but I think he's more of like a, a year or two or so before he's as high impact. Like Darius Garland is a guard. Uh, he's someone who's really uh, – he barely played in college. He got hurt and uh, has tremendous upside and great ball handling. Maybe – in the vein of a Kyrie Irving. But is he going to come in as a Kyrie Irving? No, I think he's going to come in as a rookie. And, and so when you say needed impact, uh, short-term, no. I mean, long-term, any of these players pan out. They're really nice acquisitions.
2: It's interesting you hit Culver because he's a guy that I've I got my eye on as somebody that uh, will we'll go down the list a little bit, but I think he's a guy that right away could really help a team. I, I just love what I've seen from him at the collegiate level.
1: Right, he likes to play defense and that's so right. that that's something that he prides himself on. So right off the bat, I think that's the starting point. Will they play defense or are they just an absolute elite talent you can't stop?
0: Hey Eric, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Keep up the good work. All right, anytime, yes. Thanks. For-